happening. All right. Last track coming in is by Parallels, who are from Toronto. It's actually the, the drummer who was touring with Crystal Castles for a bit. Um, he's since left, but the track's called Ultralight. RadioZero.ca. It's coming. There it is. Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Soviet Radio Show, all part of Fundrive 2009. Hello, CITR. This is Nardwar, the Human Serviette, coming at you from underneath the SkyTrain tracks at GM Place. I am on the hunt for electronica artist Lady Gaga. But today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, interviews with Guar, Weird Al, and music director Luke Meat's favorite band, the Mars Volta. However, before we get to 
to those interviews, I thought I, Nardwari Human Serviette, would remind you the importance of CITR. Yes, CITR is so important that I am today out on location at a Backstreet Boys gig instead of live in the station trying to raise money for CITR. Well, I guess I am still trying to raise money for CITR. That's the great thing also about CITR. If you say words wrong, like raise or rise or whatever, at some other radio stations, you'd be kicked immediately off the air. Actually, I'm probably off the air right now. Little do I know. I'm probably just talking into like an open, empty space. Actually, most DJs speak into that. However, at CITR, we allow everything. How dare I say we? What do you mean we? We're not a group of people that aren't to be infiltrated at all. No, we're a group of people that you can join. You can join CITR. You can become a DJ. But again, you're not a DJ, remember. You're a producer. You're an operator. You're a writer. You're in total control. You can do whatever you want when you join CITR Radio. News, sports, mobile sound, write for Discorder magazine. Right now, if you're sitting at home wondering, well, what can I do? Well, you can join CITR, but you can also pledge to keep CITR alive! I remember years ago, PBS, KTCS, Channel 9 in Seattle used to do those pledge drives. Actually, they still do those pledge drives, and they offer quality programming in return. I guess we're trying to offer some quality programming in return. Lisa and Anard, White Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Squire coming up, Weird Al and the Mars Volta. So you're sitting at home, and you're thinking to yourself, hmm, how can I... Well, I don't think you're sitting going, hmm, you're busy doing your actual work. Well, this is a live show. Yes, this really is live. If you're sitting at home and wondering, how can I contribute to CITR? Well, let's just put it this way. Right now, we are at $11,000 and ten ninety. In other words, if you can kick in $90, or if the listeners can kick in combined, that's just three people pledging $30 each, we will hit $11,100. Yes, we love even numbers here at CITR. Now, why would you want to do that? Well, to help keep CITR on air, to keep us on the air is interesting, too. Right now, I'm speaking to you through the phone, through a phone hybrid. Sometimes when you phone into CITR, you might hear that CITR is busy. That's because the DJ is lazy and has hit the busy all button. Yes, we have a complicated phone board. I was once visiting Grant Lawrence on CBC Radio 3, and their phone board isn't even as complicated or as cool as our phone board. We have top of the notch top-of-the-line phone boards at CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, Columbia, Canada. And I guess they need maintenance because we abuse them and break them down with all the great interviews that go through the phone boards or all the great pledges that have gone through the phone boards as well. So that's one of the reasons we do need some money at CITR, just to keep maintaining the equipment that's out there. Sure, we get some money from the students, but every little bit extra helps. Now, as I mentioned, the number to call is 822-8648. That's 604-822-8648. Now, I didn't mention the number, but I did mention it's important to call. If you can, please push it up just a little bit to $11,100. Just for my show here today, that would just be wonderful. There's like three people pledging $30 each. Now, if you pledge today, we have some special stuff thrown in for you. As Tyler was mentioning, hey, Tyler, thanks for covering my show all these different years, weeks, months, etc., on and on. That's another thing, too. If you join CITR, you don't have to do a regular show. You can just do fill-ins, or you can help people out, like 
help me, Nardwari, you and Serviette, doing my show. Thank you, Tyler. As Tyler mentioned, you pledge and you can get some free stuff from CITR. Now, if you pledge $30, you'll get a CITR Friends card. Basically means it's a card. You can go into, like, Scratch Records in Vancouver, show the card, and get money off. Money off the purchases there. So, like, it's a, it's a friend of CITR, but it doesn't mean that you're a friend. You can go into actual businesses. You can actually, like, save money to all the cool businesses that support CITR. $50, you get a T-shirt as well. Now, on top of the T-shirts and the cards and all that, I am chucking in personally, me, Nardwari, Human Serviette. If you phone in right now, again, the number, 822-8648, please, if you could, just so that we can crack $11,100. I will throw in one pair of tickets to Martha Wainwright. Yeah? Okay. At the Commodore next Friday night, your name would be at the door. So that's one pair of tickets to Martha Wainwright at the Commodore next Friday, November 28th. And if you would like, we can also throw in two pairs of tickets, two pairs of tickets we can give away, two pairs of tickets we can give away to an afternoon all-ages show with Priestess, Three Inches of Blood, and Bison BC. That's at the Commodore. And it's an afternoon show because in the evening you're all going to be heading to the Biltmore to the special surprise CITR parties happening. But in the afternoon, you can check out Priestess, Three Inches of Blood, and Bison BC. That's a 2 p.m. all-ages show. Plus, we'll chuck in tickets to the Mint Records, Nardwar to Human Serviette Mint Records Christmas Party, December 5th at the Ukrainian Hall with the Evaporators, the Pack AD, Lois, Kellerissa, and the Goblins, and probably some special guests too. So phone right now. And actually, let me add to that. I'm going to add to it by throwing in the Nardwater Human Serviette Doot-Doot-Doot-Doot-Doot Doot-Doot DVD. Now, the Nardwater Human Serviette Doot-Doot-Doot-Doot DVD contains an interview with Guar. And that's what's going to come up right now on the Nardwater Human Serviette radio show, an interview I did with Guar. So phone in right now, if you can, please. And the number again to phone is 822-8648. That's 822-8648, area code 604-604-UBC-UNIT. And if you phone in right now, just donate 30, donate 50, donate 90, maybe even donate more than that. You will get, again, your choice of what you would like for tickets. Martha Wainwright, next Friday night at the Commodore, two pairs of tickets to go see Priestess, Three Inches of Blood, and Bison BC. That's doors at 2 p.m. And we'll throw in to everybody that pledges right now Mint Records Christmas tickets, and that's next that's two weeks today, Friday, December 5th, at the Ukrainian Hall in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and in Ardwater Human Serviette, D.V. Um, at CITR Radio is really important, too. Like, you're listening right now to me talk on the radio. I've learned so much from CITR. The first time I heard NWA was on CITR. Fuck the police. I couldn't believe it. And that's the great thing about CITR. And actually, I will give a warning right now. Coming up, we have some potentially offensive material, a.k.a. i.e. an interview with, not the band, a.k.a. featuring Alex Vardy, who writes for the Georgia Strait. No, an interview with the band Guar. So tune out if you're easily offended. But don't tune out too long because we want to keep you listening because Weird Al is coming up and the Mars Volta. When I first heard NWA on CITR, I was scared. But I first heard NWA on CITR. I also first learned about 
straight edge rock and roll on the Flex Your Head show, brought to you by Eric from Flex Your Head. When he came to the CITR, I was like, it's all about the day glows. It's all about DOA. And he's like, well, there's other bands like Minor Soda, like Minor Who, Flex Your Head, what's that all about? And it was about a compilation. I knew nothing about it. They educated me. They learned me about these things. And hopefully you're learning something about CITR as well, their listeners. Now, if you phone in, as I mentioned, 604-822-8648, please, let's try to get it to $11,100. That's just three people phoning in, pledging $30. I am going to chuck in, as I mentioned, tickets to Martha Wainwright at the Commodore next Friday night. Then two weeks from next Friday, tickets to the Evaporators gig at the Ukrainian Hall, the Mint Records Christmas Party. And if you want tickets to go see Priestess, Three Inches of Blood, and Bison BC at the Commodore Ballroom. The Commodore is an amazing place for history. I remember interviewing the Cramps at the Commodore. I was allowed backstage. I was shaking. I was scared, but I was all backstage because I was on assignment for Discorder Magazine, all part of the CITR Empire, 604 822 Right now, here's an interview with Guar backstage at the Commodore Ballroom. Please phone in now. Who are you? I am Arthurus Jarangit, lead singer of the most dangerous band in this or any other universe. Guar! Odorous, the bitch is back! Yes, the bitch is back. She's here to claim a bloody vengeance. She's wanting to castrate me, chop off my penis, and put it in a zoo. What was she doing before? She was in a circus? She was in the circus, the girly freak show circus, doing things in Hollywood with her Hollywood friends. But now she is back. She, as I said, she wants to chop off my pee-pee. Odorous, are you the first band ever to spew on the audience? No! Speakers have new spew chambers. Yes, spew, spewing everywhere. Spew, 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 spew on you. Odorous, is your cuttlefish? Is it in the Hard Rock Cafe? It was in there before, but they made me take it out. But look at that thing. Look at it dripping with infected East Nile virus. It's a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing. What is your view of Viagra? What do you think of Viagra? Well, I don't need it personally, but it helped midgets who are impotent to fuck animals in the yard. And I think it's a good thing as long as the animal gives consent. Odorous, who designs your loincloths? He does. And Odorous, what do you do? What do you think of when you see this picture right here? You can show it to the camera of the person, Dave Brocky. What do you what think of that? Th this person needs to be killed. This boy, look at him touching himself like that. What is that? What is that shit? And he's fat. He's fat, fat, fat. Odorous, you are Canadian. What is a Canadian killing dinosaurs for? Why is a Canadian killing dinosaurs? Odorous, why are you what, killing what? the dinosaurs? Because they were... They drove cars. I didn't like cars. But they're from Alberta, the Badlands. They wore shoes. I don't like shoes. What about the movie Mystery Date, Odorous? Stupid. I never saw it. I never saw any of the movies we were supposedly in. And we never made a fucking penny. Odorous, what are the new ways to kill people that you guys have developed? Uh, well, it's hard to, you know, when you kill people so many ways for so many years. But the more interesting way that we're killing people is slowly through alcoholism. If the guy from Lord of the Rings walked out, how would you kill him? Which one? Frodo! Oh, I'd stop. I'd, I'd fuck him. Then I'd stop him, that little bagging bugger. Is, is there any way to stop a Guar show? Is there any way to stop a Guar show? Yes, don't go. 
Tell me about your influences. Wendy O. Williams, how important is she? I've been in influenced by insulin. Odorous, what is the similarity between Guar and Pirates? Pachisi and uh, four, four rows over on the Jeopardy board. Odorous, did Guar once do a show with absolutely no music, just acting it out? Yes, uh, I would do my interpretive mind. Would you like to see it? Yes, please. That was Jean Benet. Are there any challengers to Guarda Odorous? Yes, Marilyn Manson is obviously a very, very powerful force. Limp Biscuit and Slipknot and Mudvayne, oh my, yes, we're, we're, we're in awe of their power. Are you mad about the song Guar? Yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Guar! Hey, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing, and that's fine with me. DOA sung that, but also from Vancouver, Skinny Puppy, Skinny Puppy! You are the most annoying human I've ever met. Thank you! Thank you, I appreciate that. Now, what was it like playing with Thor tonight? Thor is uh, a little heavier than he used to be, but uh, very, very fun, funny, but he should get rid of the children. Uh, odorous golf. What are the perks of being in Guar? You play celebrity golf with Tommy Lee? Aren't you interviewing any of them? Well, okay, tell me what you No, shut up, just interview me. I'm the funny one. Tell me who played golf with Tommy Lee. I didn't play golf with Tommy Lee. He wouldn't get in the same party with me. He wouldn't ride around on a golf cart. But I did go to his house, and we went through the hot tub and drowned a child. Odorous, please tell me about the rest of Guard, the role-playing game. I want to play with Guard. Is there a role-playing game? No, there's no role-playing game. Well, who is there? I don't know. Look at those guys over there looking at me like I'm crazy. There's games, there's products, there's merchandise. Be assured we sell millions of them and we never see a fucking penny. I'm paid in crap. Were you a spokesman for Circuit City, Mr. Odorous? Yes, there's no level to the degree of prostitution I will whore myself out to in order to continue my existence as a fucked up, drunken piece of shit. Odorous of Guarda, Disney faked the moon landing. Did they fake the moon landing? It's a fake. There isn't even a moon. Everyone knows it's made out of cheese. Odorous, why did you sink Atlantis? Why? Because I, people. I needed to usher in the era of the railroad. What exactly does the future hold for Guar? What does the future hold? Pain, death, suffering, torment, uh, Ouija boards, uh, Flamingos and in plate mail flying 747s. But you've been in a lot of movies, Empire Records. You were in Empire Records. So what? We raped Liv Tyler in the bathroom. And it's not rape if she enjoys it halfway through. What about being in 30-something, that TV show? That was pretty good, either odors? Oh, my God. What are you on, anyway? Uh, 30, 40, 50, 70, 80, a million. Who gives a shit? Now, which member of Guar ate Jerry Springer? I don't know. The world magnet, okay? I got a show to do. Can we fucking hurry this up and finish this shit? Last question for you, Odorous. Thank you. You hate hair farmers. Guar was formed as a reaction to the hair farming bands, right? Well, actually, the hair farmers were using way too much... Uh, uh, hairspray and the ozone layer opened up and as a result we were born as much as we hate them we still love them so why did you have sebastian back of a hair metal band in your video you said that was the last question Ow! oh 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 odorous do 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 bye thank you
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. That interview right there was done at the Commodore Ballroom backstage. And where am I right now? Backstage at the Backstreet Boys. What the hell has happened? Yes, I'm hoping to get an interview with Lady Gaga, hopefully. And if you're listening to CITR Radio, you are well aware that we are having a fun drive that's happening right now on air. We are at one, we are at $10,000, well, basically, all the numbers are very confusing, but the bottom line is, we just need you to pledge 90 more dollars, please, if you could, and we'll get to 11100 Now, if you do pledge, you know, just a minute, if you pledge 30 bucks, this is the deal we got going here now, if you pledge $30, I will give you a DVD, an Artwater Human Serviette double DVD, probably worth $20, well, well, it, 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 Technically, it's worth $20, okay? Technically, it's worth $20. It's a double DVD. The Nardwarda Human Serviette. Do-do-lo-do. Do-do. Double DVD. It worth about $20. We'll give you that if you pledge $30, okay? You get that? You pledge $30. We give you the DVD worth $20. Now, it doesn't stop there. We will also throw in tickets to the Mint Records Christmas Party on December 5th with my rock and roll band, The Evaporators. Also, the Pack AD surprise guests, possibly Wolf, also Lois, Kellerissa, and the Goblins. That is a $10 value. So you pledge 30 and then you get, what do you get? What do you get? You get $30 worth of merchandise, but it doesn't stop there. If you pledge 30 you will get a CITR Friends card as well. Plus, we're not going to stop there. This is where it starts getting really, really good. You'll get two tickets to Martha Wainwright. Two tickets to Martha Wainwright. That's next Friday night at the Commodore Ballroom. Remember Martha Wainwright, Woofus Wainwright, and then that other Wainwright guy that's talking about dead skunks on the side of the road? Yes, it's all part of Dead Dead Skunk Week here at CITR. Tickets to Martha Wainwright gets thrown in, and then we're going to throw in two pairs of tickets to the afternoon all-age, like you and a guest can go to the afternoon all-ages show again at the Commodore Ballroom courtesy Live Nation, thanks very much just go see Priestess, Three Inches of Blood and Bison BC, that is at the Commodore on November the 29th, that is an afternoon show, so you add all that basically up, you pledge $30 and you get $120 worth of stuff you can hawk on eBay, no you got $120 worth of merchandise that you can feel good with, this is all part of CITR nobody has phoned in yet please, if you could phone in, what's the number? 822-8648 to donate, that's 604-822-8648. That's 604-UBC-UNIT, U-N-I-T. That's 604-UBC-UNIT. That is 604-822-8648. You will get, for $30, tickets to Martha Wainwright. Tickets 
used to go see priestess three inches of blood. Bison, B.C., pretty much all local except for priestess who are from Montreal. But I kind of consider Montreal, Vancouver, Victoria, you know, the huge connection. you got the wolf parade happening. you got the islands. you got the unicorns. Vancouver, Montreal, it's all kind of like one big giant thing. So an all-ages afternoon local gig, plus Mint Records, Christmas T-shirts, Mint Records, Christmas tickets. You might get a Mint Records Christmas t-shirt if you go to the gig, but you have to buy the t-shirt at the gig. But you will get a CITR t-shirt if you up your ante and pledge a bit more, like $50 if you want. And as well, you get an Ardwater Human Serviette do 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 DVD. Now, speaking of money, there are some people that have been through CITR that have made a lot of money. As I was mentioning last week on an Ardwater Human Serviette radio show, yes, we've been doing this fun drive for an entire week. And we're up to almost $11,100. Almost $11,100. That's pretty damn good. Money, money, money for one week. What's going on? Now, last week I mentioned that Todd Maffin, that millionaire guy who does stuff, computer consulting. I'm not sure he lost all his money, but he definitely did make some money. He started at CITR in the Altered Alternative show doing the news. He was called The Kid. And then he had his Revenge of the Nerd Revenge and now is a millionaire. Now, it doesn't stop there. There's another millionaire that went through CITR. Just, you know, you're wondering about the money. Jeez, why don't we hit him up? Well, if you want to hit him up, it's 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Yes, the Dubine. 1-800-GOT-JUNK started a show with Brian Weezer, an ex-CITR member, uh, now ex-CITR president, still probably a CITR member, called, I forget exactly what it was called, but it was a debating show, and his partner was a guy from 1-800-GOT-JUNK. So there has been some money that has gone through the station. Yes, we're trying to get a hold of those people. We're trying to get them to pledge, but sometimes we're not heard as well as we want to be heard. A lot of times driving around Vancouver, people are like, I can't get CITR. The best place to get CITR is in your car. In fact, I'm calling you right now from my car. Two honks your horn, Dan. You know we're not listening to CJOR. No, we're not listening to NW98. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM. I'm not aware of human survey reporting backstage in the Backstreet Boys, <laughs> hoping to get a hold of Lady Gaga. So driving around Vancouver, the best place to get CITR is in your car. That's pathetic! You should be able to get CITR other places. How do we get CITR other places? Well, we invest in engineers and equipment and stuff like that, and we do need your money. So if you could, please phone in now, pledge $30, and we'll give you $120. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. Nothing does with CITR. That's the great Thing. If it made sense, we wouldn't be on the air doing anything. So please, if you can phone in 604-822-8648, pledge $30, three of you, or one of you pledge 90 and I won't speak anymore. Then we'll hit $11,100, and again, we are kicking in. What the hell are we kicking in? We are kicking in. Tickets to Martha Wainwright. Like, I haven't mentioned her name enough on this show. Next Friday night at the Commodore Ball, free tickets to that. Cheap, that's pricey, too, because believe me, she is not going to play for free. She's going to want a lot of money, therefore the ticket's going to be a lot, therefore you're going to get good value. Two tickets to Martha Wainwright at the Commodore next Friday night. Then you also get two pairs of tickets to an afternoon orange show, Priestess, Three Inches of Blood, Bison, BC, at the Commodore the next day, November 29th. You get tickets to the Mint Records Christmas Party at Ukrainian Hall on December 5th with the evaporators, the Pack AD, who recently played a blues festival, a 
Blues Festival in Colombia. They got that gig because they were in Europe, and a guy who was in Europe watching them open for John Mayo. Yes, they opened up for John Mayo, invited him to Colombia. Colombia, by the way, is also somewhere that Mars Volta have recently toured, and Mars Volta, an interview with Mars Volta, is coming up on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. So you get tickets, too. Martha Wainwright, The Priestess, Three Inches of Blood, Bison, B.C., The Mint Records, Christmas, with the Evaporators on December 5th, the Ukrainian Hall, All Ages gig, and, 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 you get a Nardwar, the Human Serviette, do 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 dvd and you get a CATR Friends card. Please phone in 604 822 848. That's 604-822-8648. Does any of this make any sense? Okay, phone in and tell me why you won't donate. And then that would really help some way, I guess. I don't know. Please, if you could, $30. If you could, 50 Just so that we can make it up to an even number. That's 604-822-8648. As I mentioned, $30 gets you over $120 worth of junk. Gets you, it is junk, believe me, especially the number DVD, gets you the satisfaction of helping out CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Nardwar? Uh, yes. Can I speak? Sorry. Uh, we'd just like to thank James for his $101.9 donation. He's going to Martha Wainwright. So uh, I would like to say thank you, James. I didn't even mention that. I didn't even mention that. James, actually, because James phoned in. Thank you so much, James, for phoning in. Because you phoned in, James, you have saved the rest of the listeners having to listen to me run down that giant list again. In fact, James, thank you so much. We'll take your name. Your name will be at the door. Bring ID to identify yourself. It's Martha Wainwright, and that is at the Commodore next Friday night. November the 28th. Bring some ID. Your name will be at the door. So, James, thank you for phoning in. We will be back, but right now, James, you not only get all that stuff that I mentioned, not only do you get the satisfaction of helping CITR, now you have rescued the viewers from me, and now you have transported the viewers uh, and the listeners, I guess the viewers, because you're looking at your radio going, to Weird Al. Here's my interview with Weird Al. Thank you, James. Thank you for helping us make $1,100. Here's Nardwar versus Weird Al. Al Yankovic. Weird Al, welcome to Richmond, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you very, very much. Weird Al, I have a quote here from Hunter S. Thompson. Good. Is he, does he say something pithy and unique? This is what Hunter S. Thompson says, and he says, he say? When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. And I certainly did, didn't I? That's what I was wondering about. What about mainstreaming of weird? Weird, look, how do you become weird these days? You have to take, a, it's, it used to be a four-year course, now it's a five-year course to get accredited. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work, and I don't recommend it for the timid or the meek. Where does weird go, though? Like, where can weird go these days? Where can you take weird? You know, weird can, you know, has been assimilated into our society. You could be uh, a a weird uh, belly dancer or a weird CEO, president of a multinational conglomeration. So I really, you know, weird is all over the place these days. Well, do you feel a bit jealous at all, Weird Al? Because Justin Timberlake, with his dick in a box routine, that won an Emmy. 
as well it should have. It should have, but that means like weird going mainstream, totally mainstream. He's scooping you weird out. Well, I don't look at it as scooping me. I look at it as me laying the groundwork so Justin Timberlake can have his moment in the sun. So like the weirdness is out there. It is. More than ever. More than ever. You know, I, I was the, the pioneer, just like the, the, the foundation, laying the foundation as it were for, for, for the rest of our weird society. Now, when you think of weird society, you think of UFOs. Are you into the UFOs? It depends what you mean by UFO. What do you define a UFO? Uh, uh, well, you mean like, you know, something from Plan 9 from Outer Space? with yeah, The like classic a Roswell, Stanton oh, T. Friedman. Oh, oh, yes, yes, indeed. Well, I certainly believe they are unidentified. So, and they appear to be flying objects, so I think they probably are unidentified flying objects. Because Weird Al, UFO guys now are so struck by this weirdness in society that they've left UFO studies. They're struck Yes, they have. My goodness. UFO guys now are mountain biking in Afghanistan. That's crazy. I've always wanted to do that. Because, like, they gave up. They gave up the UFOs because it's not weird anymore to do the UFOs. I got to get myself a mountain bike. What, what am I thinking? Weird Al, have you interacted with any weird people at all? Not so far in my life, but I'm looking forward to it. If you know any weird people, you know, give them my uh, email address. Well, this is what I was wondering about. This particular weird person, Blowfly. Are Blow you from... Blowfly? What can you I tell... I used to shave his uncle. What can you tell the people about Blowfly? He is on Weird World Record. Uh-huh. I, I, I've, uh, I haven't heard a lot of Blowfly's material, but I've heard him described as an X-rated Weird Al Yankovic. Which I was wondering about. Would you ever do any weird parodies? Would you ever do any weird X-rated parodies? Or have you done them weird out? But, but then people would confuse me with Blowfly. And, you know, we, we get confused on the street all the time. You know, a lot of times I'd be walking down the street and people go, Hey, Blowfly! And I go, No, no, no. Blowfly looks like this. I, I bring this album cover along with me so I can show the difference. This is me. This is Blowfly. And this is Blowfly's friend. But they do have some similarities. They do. Al and Blowfly do Blowfly. have some similarities, don't they, Al? Yes, less than a syllable apart. Well, the similarities, for instance, Blowfly takes a song, Sitting on the Dock of the... Bay? And turns it into Shitting on the... Dock? Of the... Bay? He got in big trouble from Otis Wedding's Rife, but then, believe it or not, you know what happened? Well, what happened to Otis Wedding's Rife? Well, Blowfly was able to show a picture of him and Otis Redding together, and everything was, you know, okay. You can do anything with Photoshop these days. So I guess what I was wondering, Weird Al, what pictures do you carry with you in case somebody gets mad about the songs you're covering, and you're like, look, we're friends! I don't carry them with me. That would be too easy. I got the Polaroids on a vault, my friend. Weird Al, Blowfly has a message for you. I contacted Blowfly, and he has a message for you. Let's hear it right now. This is Blowfly's message, Weird Al. Al, would you do a split single with us and finally unite the two weird parody artists? He did not say that. Yes, he did. Give me, let me see that. He did, right there, right there. I contacted You're Blowfly. You're right. You're right. I contacted Blowfly. So would you like to address Blowfly at all? Blowfly, have your peeps talk to my peeps. We'll do lunch. And weird artists will come together. We, we, it could happen. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Now, Weird Al, are you familiar with journals at all? Yes. I've seen journals like this. They have a lot of paper in them. Now, this particular journal belongs to whose journals is this? It looks, it looks like Kurt Cobain's journals. Kurt Cobain's journals. And if you could open up to the anointed page there, please, Weird Al. This is Kurt Cobain's private journals. Wow. Where, where did you get this? I got it at a bookstore. It's for sale. Everything's for sale. Wow. Now, if we could open up oh, Kurt Cobain's journals there, Weird Al. Post-it note. 
to the post-it note. What do we see in there? I've indicated some things at the bottom. There's two things I'd like you to read there at the bottom, Weird Al. It says, oh. It, the first thing says. It says, it says uh, this is according to Kurt Cobain here. It says, Eric Clapton plays second-rate dusty blues licks. And under that it says, Weird Al Yankovic is America's modern pop rock genius. What? You made it into his journals, Weird Al. Oh, that's pretty cool. His private journals. And I was perusing. I found out about Weird Al Yankovic. Wow. Little tidbits right wow. here. Oh, Eric Clapton, in your face. <laughs> at the top of the page, Weird Al right there. Oh, yeah, look at that. It says Weird Al right there on the page. At the top. That's pretty cool. So you really didn't have too much interaction with Kurt Cobain, did you? Uh, I, I talked to him on the phone, and I, I, I hung out with him at a restaurant for about 35 seconds. And I, I did, what restaurant, by the way? It was uh, somewhere on Fairfax Avenue in Los Angeles, one of those cool restaurants. It's so hip, it doesn't even have a name out front. And he was there with a bunch of people, and uh, I, I saw he was eating dinner there, so I didn't want to bother him, but I walked over and said, hey, Curtis, you know, Al Yankovic, and thank you for letting me do Smells Like Nirvana. And, uh, you know, it meant a lot to me, and I, I'll, you know, I'll do anything you want me to do to show my appreciation. And he basically said, just polish my fingernails. And I did. I just polished the fingernails of the table, and he was very happy. But now you actually have proof there in the I Nirvana journal. I had they're right here. His actual journals. So if people buy this, money will go to. Oh look, it says reward if found. You can, hey, there you go. <laughs> we're all gonna make money. Cool. Because we're enrich. Yes. We're enrich. I'm gonna put this down here with the Blowfly album. There we go. Weird Al, here we are in Richmond, British Columbia, Canada. Are you sure it's not Vancouver? It sure feels like Vancouver. It is Richmond. Okay, fine. Not Burnaby, home of Michael J. Fox. Mm-mm. Now, a few years ago, I interviewed Chameleonaire. You did? The rapper Chameleonaire. I remember him. Yeah, you're a good buddy. Yeah. Now, he was wearing a hat during the interview. As are you. As am I. And I asked him if his hat was bulletproof, and he denied it. <laughs> Chameleonaire denied his hat was bulletproof. You should never admit to something like that, because if somebody told me, like, if you told me your hat was bulletproof, I'd put a cap in you right now just to ch check it out. So in your interactions with Chameleonaire, did you find out if he had a bulletproof hat? And do you have a bulletproof hat? Yeah, that never came up uh, in discussion. Uh, we, we got to co-present at the American Music Awards. and uh, Was he wearing a hat? He wasn't wearing a hat, but if he had been wearing a hat, that would be the, my first question, obviously. Have you ever had a bulletproof hat? Would you ever consider that? Have you ever seen any bulletproof stuff? Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen a bulletproof hat. What, is it, what does it look like? Well, I guess the one that 50 Cent wears. Is that really a bulletproof hat? he has a bulletproof hat. They all have bulletproof hats. Maybe it's Lloyd Banks wears that. Hey, Are you down with the G unit? I am down with a G unit, G. Weird Al Yankovic, opening acts. I've looked at the opening acts you've had on some of your tours, and some of them have been pretty interesting. For instance, I saw build Weird Al, comma, chainsaw carving. Yeah, I think that was on this tour. You know, we, we play... Uh, in a, Utah. You know, we play an occasional state fair, so it's like we'll be built next to the chainsaw carvers. Like, you know, Weird Al and Tractor Pull. Have there been any other things? Like, have you played with puppet shows? What have you played with over the years? Who opens for Weird Al? Uh, Does anybody open for Weird Al and cover Weird Al before Weird Al can come up on stage? We, we used to have all sorts of opening acts. Uh, for this tour, it's, it's an evening with, with Al because the show's almost two and a half hours long. Except the chainsaw carving. Except, you know, that, that's on a whole different stage, you know. Uh, but there's only so much weirdness that uh, people can take in any given finite amount of time. So, you know, we figure that that's enough for, for now. Weird Al, I was asking you about Blowfly, and you know, you, people don't want to get confused between you and Blowfly, but isn't there an entire website out there called, like, Not Al Songs? Like, people get confused. Every parody song is not written by you. Or is it, Al? Well... <laughs> 
You want to take credit for that? Yeah, I know. The truth truth is, it's not. Like, if you, uh, I've been around so long that anytime people hear, uh, hears a parody song, they go, "Oh, must be Weird Al Yankovic." And so I get credit for a lot of uh, the, the the songs on those peer to peer file sharing sites. Now, uh, what particular ones have you been impressed by? The songs you've taken credit for, which really uh, maybe you shouldn't take credit for. <laughs> the people yell from the audience. Oh, uh, you know who, who does? Bob Rivers and uh, Mark Davis. Uh, there's a few people out there that actually do really quality stuff. And and uh, you know if it if it's good. Sure, I'll take credit for it, but but 98% of the stuff out there that's got my name on it that isn't really by me isn't really so good. You know what I mean? You do know what I mean, don't you? I do, Weird Al. Thank you for your time. I do appreciate it. No, no, now, thank you. Now, winding up here, who is and who are the Harry Fox Agency? Uh, Harry Fox Agency would be an agency wherein uh, songs would be cleared. So if you need to clear a song for a cover version, you just, you just call up Harry and go, Harry, come on, work with me here, work with me, Harry! Harry! After all these years, do you get a good deal with Harry? You know, Harry and I, we're sort of like this. East Side! Weird Al, pirates are big these days, aren't they? Pirates are big. They're huge. What They're sort of, large. What sort of pirates are you integrating into your act, Weird Al? Um, you know, I, I, it, it's sort of a subliminal pirates. I don't want to be too uh, obvious or, or overt about my inclusion of pirates in the live show. So, in fact, we offer a cash reward to somebody who can spot the pirate. I was wondering, a concertina. What is a concertina? And would you ever integrate a concertina into your act? I'm calling your act. Are you insulted by that word, Al? I, I am, but please continue to do so. Uh, a concertina is similar to an accordion, although uh, most concertinas have buttons on both sides. I only usually, usually play buttons on the left side and play the keyboard on the right side. But with a concertina, it would be buttons on both sides. And that would be... Did I spit on you? I'm so sorry. Very sorry. No, he didn't. I was going to say that's very piratish. Pirates loved a concertina, didn't they? No, they, they did. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm more apt to incorporate a parrot uh, into my act than a concertina, because a concertina, that's just, it's too many buttons. Too many buttons, my friend. Weird Al, who is your favorite polka artist these days? I was hoping you might say Walter... Ostenek? From? From uh, Canada. From Canada! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he would be my favorite. He's won lots of Grammys, hasn't he? Tons. And you've won some Grammys. I have. And you've made some people mad by winning Grammys, haven't you, Weird Al? Yes. For instance, you beat comedian David Cross. You beat him out. Was he up for a polka Grammy? No, he was up for a comedy Grammy. And is he mad now? Well, he might be. And I'm going to be interviewing him shortly. And I was wondering, could you give a little message to David Cross to say, sorry, I beat you for the Grammy? Yes, David, uh, I'm a big fan. And you know I am. And and, and we're we're close friends. And I'm I'm just very sorry that that you didn't win the Grammy a couple years ago. And and you you really should have because I suck. I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry. Sorry, Al. I didn't mean to bring this incident up. (laughs) Why did I have to win that Grammy? Why? 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 David hates me now. You've been on panels with him since, though. Really? Yeah, I thought you did some panel with him a little while back. Look, have you judged stuff? You're a oh. judge for a lot of stuff, oh, aren't you? You know, I think we, we, yeah, we're judging some song contest together, but we haven't done it yet. So we're on a th- we're on a theoretical panel together. So we'll see if he comes up to you now. It's a virtual panel. And you are weird. Al Yanko. V- 
Now, Weird Al, you wouldn't be Weird Al without Dr. Demento in some ways, right? Dr. Demento is why you're here today. In some ways, uh, yeah, you could probably say that if, if Dr. Demento never existed, I would be living in an alternate reality. From the guy who brought you fish heads, he brings you Weird Al. There what you can go. you tell me about the fish? Who else has Dr. Demento brought to the world? You, Weird Al. Uh, and tell about the fish head. What about the fish head? The fish heads, Barnes and Barnes. Uh, Art Barnes and Artie Barnes. And actually, uh, Art Barnes, a.k.a. Bill Moomy, is uh, the guy, a little Will Robinson on Lost in Space, and he's the guy that introduced me to my wife. So everything's interconnected. The fabric of reality, it's, it blows my mind. When you're on the Tom Snyder show, your drummer is the same drummer you have today, right? It is, and I should point out that today, I don't know when this is airing, but today, this very day, September 14th, 2007, I was almost in the 20th century again. Uh, September 14th, 2007, this, today, is the 27th anniversary of me meeting John Bermuda Schwartz, my drummer. It's amazing looking at footage of him. What is he playing on the Tom Snyder show? It's like he's doing all these weird noises and pounding on something. What is that? What did you do back then? That was my accordion case, my friend. He was on the floor, on his knees, banging on my accordion case, uh, uh, squeaking bulb horns, blowing into siren whistles and duck calls, and just being really silly. I had no idea he was going to do that. He made, made a real fool out of himself. Lastly here, Weird Al, record covers. In the United States of America and Canada, you can choose your record covers, can't you? More or less, yes. I heard that in other territories, other people choose your record covers. Is that true? Uh, perhaps in some. Are you thinking of anything in particular? No, I mean, when you've seen your records from other countries, do they have different covers than you intended? Oh, I think, like, in, in Japan, I've... over. Oh, in Japan, uh, yeah, sometimes I, I, uh, when I go over there and I see my record albums, I do this. I go, what? Or, huh? Sort of like that. You mentioned Kenny G right off the top of the interview. Would you consider him replacing Michael Richards in UHF Part 2, the sequel? You know, I, I, I've got to call into Kenny G as we speak, and, and you know, uh, we'll see if the, the long-standing feud has cooled down and see if he's willing to take over the role of Stanley Spadowski. UHF, where, if you notice, we have this little poster up here, the fabulous poodles. Are there not poodles in UHF? There are poodles in UHF, uh, they, they, poodles that can fly or, or, or attempt to fly. Or get thrown off Sunday. That, or that, yes. That's what we brought this here for you today. Thank Think you. Pink, the fabulous poodle. Very nice. There are quite a few. Will there be any poodles tonight at the gig, Weird Al? Uh, the, 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 the pirates are holding poodles under their arms. So look for those as well. With the concertina. Yes. Well, thanks so much, Weird Al. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Yes. Why should people care about Weird Al Yankovic? I don't know. Because I floss regularly, and I think dental hygiene is very important. Well, thanks much, Weird Al. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do 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 Almost do 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 Who are you? And you are still listening to CITR Radio. Who am I? Well, I'm Nardwarta Human Server yet. Yes, you're listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, live here on location, backstage, waiting for Lady Gaga, who is opening up for the Backstreet Boys tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This week and a bit of last week, we've been doing the fun drive on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and it continues on for a few more days. We are trying to raise $15,000 for CITR Radio. We are up to, thank you so much, James, for calling in. You've won yourself some tickets to Martha Wainwright and a whole bunch of other stuff next Friday night at the Commodore Ballroom. We are up to, thanks to James, 11,200.
Oh, I'm actually, James, I made a mistake there. We are up to, how dare I belittle your exact contribution. James contributed $101.90. CITO, 101.9. We are up to, thanks to James, $11,142. We are hoping, before the Nardwater Human Serviette radio show ends, to make it to an even 11200 Therefore, we only need 58 more dollars. For a pledge of $58, we can offer you two pairs of tickets to go see Priestess from Montreal, Three Inches of Blood, and Bison BC at the Commodore Ballroom, November the 28th. It's a total cobalty type gig happening at the Commodore Ballroom, November 20th, but that's an afternoon all-ages show. So if you're listening and you're underage or you have kids and they can't make it to the Commodore for the evening show, we can offer you some free tickets if you pledge just $58 to go see Priestess, Three Inches of Blood, and Bison BC. And we will throw in tickets to the Mint Records Christmas Party, December the 5th, with the Evaporators, the Pack ad some mystery guests, perhaps Kelarissa Lewis from Olympia, Washington, and the mysterious Goblins. Plus, we'll chuck in a Nardward, a human serviette, do-do-do-do-do, do-do, double DVD, 12 hours of my voice, 12 hours. You've been suffering for an hour and a half or an hour worth of Nardward, a human serviette, 45 minutes here on CITO Radio, but you'll get 13 or 12 hours. If you pledge $58 because you get the Nardwar DVD and you'll get a CITR Friends card. And because you kick it up above, above 30, you know, to 50, you'll get a CITR T-shirt and you will get, excuse me, and you will get a CITR Friends card. There were a lot of neat people that passed through CITR radio. I met the Be Good Tanyas through CITR. How did I meet CITR? Did I meet the Be Good Tanyas? Not because I went to one of their gigs, but because one of the early members, well, one of the members of the Be Good Tanyas, Trish Klein, she joined CITR, and years later she said, yeah, yeah, I met you at CITR. I was like, oh, yeah, you were at CITR. I was like, you never know what the people go on to. I met one of the members from the band Career Suicide, all part of that giant fucked up giant Toronto hardcore scene. He started at CITR, and he taught me, I was talking about stuff that I've learned from CITR, he turned and told me about the term power violence. I never knew about power violence and hardcore, but the guy from the band Career Suicide, before he was in Career Suicide, he was a member of CITR, he told me about that, then he moved to Montreal, uh, sorry, moved to Toronto and formed a band, Career Suicide. Plus another person that actually I talked to from CITR was Pierre Burton. Yes, the dearly departed Pierre Burton. He was a member of CITR. And CITR actually got me an in, believe it or not. I love to interview political figures because you think of CITR, you think of this music, music, music. Well, it's not just music. It's news, it's sports, it's writing for Discorder magazine, for that matter. I had a chance to be able to speak to John Turner. Remember him? Yes, he was prime minister for a tiny little bit there, and he had come to UBC to do a speech for his re-election, like when he was trying to get re-elected. Well, he was never elected. He just inherited whatever, but he was trying to go and compete in an election. Yes, it's a real big competition, and he's wandering the halls of the sub-building, and I went up to him and said, hey, Mr. Turner, you are a member of CITR. He's like, CITR? I was like, Radsock, the radio club. He's like, oh, yeah, he actually gave me the time of day because I name-dropped CITR, and you can name-drop. 
drop CITR with the CITR Friends card. You pledge to CITR. You pledge to $58 or even to $30. Okay, I guess we're just trying to get it to $11,200. Nardwa, yeah. can I interrupt here, actually? We'd like to thank Shay uh, for his donation and Brad for his donation. Our grand total is now at 11000 $212.88. So thank you so much for donating. And oh, eight- oh, great. Thank you. And you guys, you get tickets to go see. Your name will be at the door. Please bring ID. Your names will be at the door. The All Ages Show begins, just to let you know, at 2 p.m. That's 2 p.m. afternoon All Ages Show with Priestess, Three Inches of Blood, and Bison BC at the Commodore. That's 2 p.m. And you also get the Mint Records Christmas of December 5th, Ukraine, you know. But for tomorrow, just to let you know, names at the door, Commodore Ballroom, November the 29th. I'm sorry, it's not And Nardwar, we'd like to thank Stephen for his $150 donation. It just came in, so kick ass. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, well, um... Well, well, I, what this, what this, uh, my goodness, I don't really know what to say. I, other than, um, this, what, this, Steve, Stephen, if you're listening, if you're listening, we'll add you, did, we'll add you to the priestess, get Stephen's name and we'll add him to the priestess, we'll add him to the priestess show. If you could, we'll put your names at the door for that. So, wow. This is amazing. Thank you so much, listeners. Your names will be at the door. Your names will be at the door for the Commodore. That's November the 29th, the afternoon, 2 p.m. show. You'll also get tickets to the Mint Records Christmas Party. That is on December 5th at the Ukrainian Hall with the Evaporators. And we're going to chuck in the Nardwar DVD. And, oh, lots of others. Thank you all for phoning in. Really appreciate that. So, Nardwar, can I interject here? That is it for Priestess t- for the Bison Show then, yes? Yes, uh, we're going to give one extra one to, to Stephen. Awesome. Okay, thank you. So, but if you could send me his name, that Absolutely. would be really great. Just okay. email me the names, and we'll pass it on. And all the winners, your names will be at the door for the Priestess Show, November the 29th. That's next Saturday at the Commodore, 2 p.m. Of course, later on that evening at the Biltmore, there's a CITR party as well that's happening. Thank you so much for phoning at the CITR. We are now up to what, Luke? What are we now up to? Oh, my goodness, Narbor. We're still trying to, t- to tally those results right now because we've got to enter them into the giant computer. Beep, beep, boop. And then it's going to spew it out for us. So well, um, maybe we're up, to, we're up to the Mars Volta. We're up to right the Mars now, Volta. Here's an interview I did with the Mars Volta from El Paso, Texas. And one of their favorite bands is Rudimentary Peni. And we're going to kick into that right now. Thanks for listening to the Nardwar to Human Serviet Radio Show. Thanks so much for your pledges. Please, Luke, CITL. If you could email me all the names, and we'll deal with all that sort of stuff. If anybody else wants to contact me, it's nardwar at nardwar.com. And all the stuff you can, is going to be available for pickup at CITR. So thanks so much for listening to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Here is Rudimentary Peni. And thank you so much for doing this video. I'm going to go to No, this is major, man. This is a lot of bucks that you guys have continued. And I hope you people that have donate and stuff, please realize what you've done. It is so fun to be able to walk into CITR and play all the music and dig through the vaults and interview people, and you've allowed my fix to continue for a few years. And actually, um, not only mine, many other people, and also, you've allowed the opportunity callers for you guys to come in, and you guys to come in and do a radio show, too. So thank you so much. Again, the purpose of CITR is to expose people to stuff they haven't heard before, and you guys, just by doing that, it really is awesome. And it makes us want to say again, here is Rudimentary Pinay on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Do-do-do-do-do-do.
flashlights and it reached out. The Empire's been powering old. The ones called saying you want to self-destruct. People scarred and poisoned ways. Change their brains to the media names. We uh, try to be the Mars Volta. And who's in the Mars Volta? Please introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Cedric. Hello, Cedric. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and who do you have beside you, Cedric? I have a person named Omar Rodriguez. Hello, Omar. Hi. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. <laughs> Hi. So, Omar, has it been all downhill since your band, your previous band at the drive-in, opened for my band, The Evaporators. It's all been downhill. It's been horrible, you know. We've been uh, slumming it on the streets, you know, and just uh, sucking dick for coke, you know. What do you remember about that particular gig there? What do you remember about that gig, Cedric, when uh, your band at the drive-in opened for my band, The Evaporators? Um, I remember our, our, our then-manager was passed out, drunk as hell, with cockroaches uh, crawling all over him when a label was trying to watch us sinus <laughs> that was at club mesa yes. and costa mesa uh -huh. yeah and then costa mesa we once saw a small man get hit by a car yes. a midget that's horrible yeah we yeah. did and we didn't want to play and they all made fun of us for not wanting to play because we weren't tough enough <laughs> and we weren't allowed inside the club because we weren't old enough yes. which is why he asked us for money and then he walked across the street and he got hit by his stingray yeah. Uh, I, I have to revisit this again, Omar. I have to revisit this. Do you feel like Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> no, not at all. Because remember, Jimi Hendrix opened up for the... Uh, the monkeys. The monkeys. And in that case, the monkeys were the evaporator. <laughs> no, I would have given the monkeys. Here. And at the drive-in were Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> no, no. No, at the drive-in were the monkeys. <laughs> no, you weren't Jimi Hendrix. And years later, you guys have jumped into the Jimi Hendrix. Electric Lady. <laughs> electric, is there some Electric Lady on this brand new LP? Uh, yes, there is. We even mixed it there. Oh, yeah, we did mix an electric lady. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Thank you for putting up with Canadian rock, the evaporators. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you for making 8-track, uh, you know, cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> but I shouldn't hog all the attention from at the drive-in Mars Volta because for years, you guys have been pumping Canadian rock. For instance, this gentleman right here who now lives in Vancouver, his name, the original lead singer or the second lead singer of Black Flag... The second lead singer. Chavo is the second. Oh, he is the yeah, second. Uh, Chavo. He lives in Canada now. Is it true? Yes, he lives in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Mm -hmm. Peter is a Peter. He actually works at a flag shop. Wow. <laughs> he is a born again Christian. He went from the anarchist cookbook to the Bible, but he's living in Vancouver right here. And what can you say about Chavo here? He is the second singer in Black Flag. Everybody thinks of Henry Rollins or maybe think of Dez, but Chavo living in Vancouver. He was, he was the best singer for Black Flag, and that's nothing against Henry. Henry's great, but Chavo was, you know, 
I want to live in America. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you guys like Shavo as a singer? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was his uh, ducktail, but then Darby had a ducktail too, so who knows? <laughs> no, I just liked his voice. I liked his demeanor. Everything about him was just cool as, cool as hell. And you can see him in a decline, right? That's where he makes his appearance, in a decline. And you can also see him at the flag shop in Vancouver, BC, Canada. <laughs> Does he get bugged by people all the time? I don't think anybody knows, but they know now. Would I please have a black flag? <laughs> That's what I always want to do is take Henry Rollins in there with me and then we could go to the flag shop and go shopping but he didn't want to go along with that gag has Rollins been nice to you because I saw you on the Rollins show but I didn't see him interview you he didn't get an interview with him no he was in the side watching but he was nice to us but why do you get the interview like you didn't even get the interview with Rollins yeah I don't know why you know I have a lot of questions I'd like to ask him I was a big fan of Rollins band like the early early cassettes that he had out Omar, what is the difference between you and Rick Rubin? <laughs> oh, all the things that come to my mind right now. <laughs> what are the differences between Omar and Rick Rubin? Mm, let me see. Um, and we love you, Rick. It's just that uh, Omar is a little more hands-on and uh, uh, is not that concerned with verse-chorus-verse and uh, likes to exercise the ridiculous. <laughs> and what does Rick Rubin like to do? He likes to lie on the couch a lot. What does Rick Rubin like to do? <laughs> I don't... Rick, Rick Rubin really focuses on the vocal. You know, to him, the vocal is the most important thing, like to most listeners, and the vocal is the band and is the music. So, you know, everything else, okay, throw it to the side, but the vocal <laughs> and the enunciation and the quickness of it and the shortness of it, it's the most important uh, part of the whole recipe or formula or whatever. So so he really works you one over then, eh, Cedric? Yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time with Rick. <laughs> How about for the celebrity endorsements, Rick Rubin? I.e., your recording there. Was Johnny Cash around at that time? No. No, but he showed us the Hurt video right when it was done, so that was kind of nice to see. And he was really into Nation of Ulysses, which is bizarre. He was showing us video cassettes of, like, old DC shows with them, so... And then a few years later, he gets International Noise Conspiracy, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. Is he doing them again? Oh, God, who knows? Who cares? Oh. You're laughing at the word international noise conspiracy. Yes. Yes. Most people laugh when you mention that name of that band. Any musician we know laughs when you mention that band. Actually, I like the suits. I like the suits. I prefer the makeup. <laughs> Mars Fultup, speaking of lyrical stuff put down by Rick Rubin, I want to ask you about some words. What can you tell the people about this mysterious individual, Thomas Pynchon? Oh, Thomas Pynchon's great. I, I like him. I don't know much about him. I, I bring him up because he's very mysterious. There's very few nobody photos. Knows what he looks like. Yeah, supposedly nobody knows who he looks like. That's what I was curious about, the mystery of Rick Rubin. Is Rick Rubin like Thomas Pynchon? <laughs> like all that mystery associated with him. To me, it's like a giant mystery. Like you've been in there, but to a lot of people, it's like a total mystery. I know. Uh, he, have you ever heard the song, Damn, I Wish I Was Rick Rubin by Mickey Avalon? No, I'd love to. It's got all the dirt. <laughs> so that's what I should go and find. Yeah, that's that's the encyclopedia of Rick Rubin right there. You guys had a keyboard player one time called Linda Good. Oh no! <laughs> no. But she left hey, us hey. for, for uh, Lisa Marie Presley. So. <laughs> I was wondering. I was thinking, was she playing in your band at the same time she was playing with Lisa Marie Presley? No, no. And she didn't leave us ever. She oh, was yeah. fired. I went. I went to the studio one day, and I saw on her keyboard. I said, "What is this?" There was all these little notes on there, and the notes she said oh those are my notes for when i play with you and it had uh, all the music written out and you know in musical notation and then it said this part play with more feeling because <laughs> i had given her that note once i said you gotta play with more feeling she had written that down i said oh my god she has to go play with more feeling if you need to write that down <laughs> you have to go and then 
She was with Lisa Marie, and we said, oh, great, now she, she's where she belongs. So had you been doing gigs with her at the same time she was at Lisa Marie? Like, was she leading a double life? That would have been amazing. <laughs> Mars Volta and sneaking out at night for the Lisa Marie. No. We no, were the was, nighttime band then. Yeah, no, she was actually playing with Tom Waits at the time, which is the way that we got connected w with her. <laughs> However, you've brought in Thomas to be your drummer, and, of course, he's down with the getting jiggy with it. <laughs> what is the connection between Thomas, your drummer, and Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> he used to play with uh, Jada Pinkett's band. That's what he did. Jada Pinkett's, Jada Pinkett's metal band, right? Wicked Wisdom. <laughs> so did you guys headhunt him? We poached him. So did you go to a Wicked Wisdom gig and see him play? Yeah, we sang all the songs. <laughs> I was curious about the audition process for him. Was it really rigorous? Like, did you just bring him to a stadium and say, okay, play? Is that the rigorous audition? Yeah, his, his audition was. I actually invited him and told him I just wanted him to meet the group to see if he got along. And he got there, and I had a drum set set up for him. And, and uh, I beatboxed a drum beat to him. And I said, okay, now we're going to go play for an hour in front of all these people. And that was his audition into the band. And did he play to, like, 20,000 people that night? Yeah, fearlessly. Just right off the bat. Right off the bat. Got along with us all and, and played and, and uh, you know, it was great. And speaking of people, you're going to be playing with Flight of the Concords at the Sasquatch Festival. Yes. They're opening for you. Flight of the Concord. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Flight of Concords. And just the other day, Jim's band, your ex-bandmate was just through here. Sleeper Car. Is he, like, following you guys on tour? Jim who? Jim Ward. Ward. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that your ex-bandmate? <laughs> I remember him. I remember him. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about my pronunciation. No, it's no, not no, well. No, it's not. It's just it's a hard man to remember, but sleeper car sounds about right. Because <laughs> they're hard on your trail. They just played Vancouver a few days ago. Yes. I hope he doesn't show up. <laughs> he likes to show up unannounced. <laughs> Volta, and specifically Omar, could you tell me about the influence of this gentleman right oh. here, Harlow? Did he tell you to start yeah. the guitar? Oh, Larry Harlow. El exigente, wow, and, and 45. And Bootleg. Oh. Well, Larry Harlow is the man más cabrón in the world, bro. If you don't know Larry Harlow, you don't know anything, man. He's great. <laughs> is this why? Is that why Omar is here today? Yes, sir, that's why. It's a piano player, but he influences guitar playing, so... How long have you been into the Harlow? How did you get into the Harlow? Was it your dad? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, in the household, this was, you know, uh, this was the good stuff. I mean, the traditional stuff is good, too, and, and we grew up playing traditional songs, but the, the hardcore salsa movement like Palmeri and Hector Lavoe and Willie Colon and Johnny Pacheco, who, of course, led them all and led the Fania All-Stars, and Harlow was uh, the piano player for the Fania All-Stars until Eddie Palmeri took over, so... Yeah, they're a great community of people. <laughs> you guys played with System of a... Down. Now, analyzing System of a Down guitar players, what does the System of a Down guitar player use for, like, a box, for a pedal board? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he used. I heard it was so big, he has to have a little guy push it for him. <laughs> Ours is bigger. Have you ever seen that before? Can you verify this? That the pedal board is... How big is your pedal board? My pedal board? <laughs> This is uh, five levels. Do you have a little man there to push it for you? <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm the little man. <laughs> Did you see anybody pushing the pedal board for System of a Down, the guitarist? Uh, this no. is Darren, the guitarist. Uh, no, no, but uh, maybe they're pushing other things, but not that. <laughs> How about on stage? Is there a kettle on stage in Mars Volta? Yes, there is. Hot water. Uh, what are you drinking, though? Would you ever add any tea to that? Or one of your favorite teas? Would you drink chamomile and fall asleep? <laughs> have you ever fallen asleep on stage after drinking chamomile? No, but sometimes if catering just serves pasta bad people 
then I might fall asleep on there. Cedric, you loved Harlow, but you began by loving the band Uglor, didn't you? Yes, I did. From El Paso, Texas. <laughs> there were other influential bands from El Paso, Texas. What can you tell the people about? Yeah, I, I have Who is this? The Rhythm? The Rhythm Pigs. Ed Ivey. This, this was our mentor, Ed Ivey. He, he, he would book our shows, and he I got us to... He's covered by the sticker button. He got us to, go, to grow up a lot, and really <laughs> yeah. taught us a lot, and got us to just think outside of the box and not just be into Mohawks and, and punk rock, and, you know, taught us about jazz and a lot of other things. Because there was a quote from that book, American Hardcore, that said, if you were into alternative culture in El Paso, you would leave El Paso. That's right, and that's what we did. <laughs> and this tattoo right here was made by the guy who did this art right here. I traded a hit of acid for it, and he did the cover for this, Steve Aside. No Paso Hardcore! That's right, man. <laughs> However, you also were influenced, I think. What can you tell the people about Rudimentary Peni? Oh, of course we love Rudimentary Peni. They're great. That's church. That's just, a, you know, everyone should have this album. Too bad it doesn't have the artwork on it. Yeah, it's got that art. crazy schizophrenic, you know, <laughs> little drawings he has. We love Rudimentary Peni. <laughs> Mars Volta, I wanted to ask you about fans. Do fans notice everything? Fans don't know anything. <laughs> or do they notice everything? Yes, they do. They notice whether I've been eating more than I should. They notice what kind of petals we have. They notice whether we've cut our hair, whether we have facial hair or not. Sometimes everything but the music. <laughs> it's interesting. I was checking out the website known as YouTube. Are you familiar with YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> and on YouTube, there was a video of you guys playing, and there were some comments on it. And you were asked at this festival in Holland, what is, quote, your worst experience with festivals yeah uh, in holland and a fan misheard that to be what's your worst experience with testicles <laughs> which made me think what is your worst experience with testicles oh geez with testicles mm. <laughs> let me offer this up here cedric because i'm not sure if you're aware of the band the cynics a kind of a garage punk band from yes. pittsburgh still rocking michael of the cynics had this little story about testicles I was on the edge of a stage somewhere in Spain, and someone started pulling my leg. I wanted to jump off the stage, but it was pretty high, and it was a kid sitting in a wheelchair, and I thought I was going to get impaled by that. So I tried to keep myself on the stage, and my legs were sliding, and pow! My scrotum hits right on the edge of the stage and sliced my urinal too! There suddenly was a moist feeling in my pants, and I thought I had pissed myself, and I reached my hand down, and it's blood! I ran backstage, pulled down my pants, and it's blood pouring out like a fountain! Profusely. The room later looked like the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, and this is the scary part. The first hospital didn't know what to do! And the next hospital was sticking tubes in me into pee and shit. I spent like two weeks at the hospital. I was really scared, but it worked out fine and healed itself. Want to see? That's what he says in this interview. So I was curious, have you had anything like that? Have you heard anybody getting injured like that? Like basically, quote, my scrotum hits the edge of the stage and slices my urinal tube. Yeah, no, not that bad. And I'm surprised, knock on wood, but no. No, we can't beat that testicle story, if that's what you're saying. No. We can't beat it. Omar, a contemporary influence of you might be the band I Am Spoon Bender right here. <laughs> what can you tell people about I Am Spoon Bender and their very unique cover art that they have here? 
Um, they had Storm Thurgeson do their cover art, if that's what you're referring to. Mm -hmm. Who you also had do some cover art. Yes, we did. We love Storm. And you have some unreleased Storm cover art, don't you? I have a couple of unreleased. We, well, I was released into the toilet in a way. So. <laughs> he ended up releasing it in a book, didn't he? Like, you can actually see your cover art in a book. Yeah, it's that Storm for you. <laughs> Is there Mexican chocolate every show? Yes, there should be. And sometimes there isn't. Sometimes there's... Jermaine, I can't remember his name. There's different ones, but yeah. That's the poster guy, right? Doing a whole bunch of great posters. Is there a poster for the show tonight in Vancouver? Like, every show you play, there's a poster. That's really cool. How do you coordinate that? We just let them know before the tour begins. Go ahead and do what you got to do, man, because I know fans like it, so. What can you tell the people about Julio Cortazar? Are you into the author Julio Cortazar at all, Omar? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> I don't know this one, but Hops, Hopscotch, of course, is a great book, and... Of course, uh, you know, he changed literature and blah, 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 blah. He's great. <laughs> Another book that you might want to check out this is Progressive Rock Reconsider. <laughs> it's a brand new book. It's out there. It doesn't have you in there. The closest it gets to you is Don Caballero. Ah, they were a great band. I wanted to ask you, though, about prog rock and stuff. Are you into the band Focus at all? Yeah, I have they do yodeling with their yeah. prog rock. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Someone once accused me of that. And also, there's a band, Helden. Have you heard of them? Helden. No, I haven't. Because they have great afros, Helden. I just thought maybe somebody would compare to Helden. <laughs> no. The band Helden. No. <laughs> Quote, for a bunch of progressive guys, we're just a bunch of... Sissies? Pussies. <laughs> I was close. That's what you guys said after viewing the movie Two Girls, One... Cup. That was your response to that particular movie? Yes, I was trying to get the guys to uh, enjoy the finer things in life. <laughs> Winding up here, I want to ask you about some interesting prog groups. This group I love, Magma. Yes. <laughs> now, Magma are neat because they invented their own language? That's right, that's right. Our, our bass player is friends with the drummer, I think. Yeah. And now, have you guys considered about inventing your own language or do people think you have invented your yeah, own language of course of course just like blade runner like edward james almost character it's japanese it's mexican it's spanish it's it's english it's everything rolled into one it's the future of <laughs> it's our, the border also our, our friend who our first record was about who, who died in 96 he he had made his own alphabet and had started making his own language before he died so that was nice too <laughs> so thank you magma for the inspiration yes they're first <laughs> but we can't stop with them we also have our good friends universe zero have you heard of this prog rock band is into the bassoon? Don't know them. They're into the instrumental bassoon orchestral oh, type stuff. Okay. <laughs> Probably not my cup of tea. Is it modern? Yes, yeah. pretty modern. Yeah, well, not really. It goes back and forth. But, you know, we're in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and Vancouver is also the home of whose children? This is a hard one. Whose prog rock's children live in Vancouver? John's children? No? Uh, well, John's Children is a great garage yeah, 60s yeah, yeah, sort of yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. We're getting close. <laughs> uh, I can't think of it. S -s -s oh, God, Phil Collins. Phil Collins' kid! Yes! <laughs> Phil Collins' kids are in Vancouver. <laughs> Have you met Phil Collins' kids? He has a son called Simon and a daughter called Jolie Collins. Like he's an, Simon was once in a band called Chaos Chaos, and Jolie is an actor. Ah, didn't mm -mm. know that. Have you run into any offspring of, oh. uh, not that type of offspring, but offspring of the, are you into the Genesis? Because check out this, would you ever do, I love this, you got to give them props for doing this, say to thank you. This is a great album. This is a really
really great album. Not the uh, l- the later stuff because Phil Collins is really a great drummer. <laughs> we also have the Brain Ticket. Are you into Brain Ticket at all, Mars Volta? Another prog rock band. I just thought I'd show you the Brain Ticket. No, I've never heard of this one. <laughs> and then, of course, there also is a band Marillion. Marillion. Yeah, oh, yeah, you've heard of them. Yeah. Talking about a Genesis ripoff, right? <laughs> but what's neat about Marillion? They have an album called Foo. Manchu? No, Fugazi. <laughs> Fuga- oh, they do. They have an album called Fugazi. Isn't it weird that Marillion have an album called Fugazi? Uh, it is a common military term. But still, though, like prog rock, punk rock, because I mean, you guys love the Gazi, too, you know, not the your prog rock, but still, right. the prog fits in there it in the actual scheme of things. Yes, it does. <laughs> and lastly here, I want to ask you about this band right here. This is Canadian prog. I have to show it to you. The Jarvis Street Review. <laughs> Canadian prog. <laughs> Can we take... God, it looks like the singer of Fall Out Boy. No, it's really good, though. It's, it's, it's very expensive. It's very expensive. But I want to mention, because you've been touring across Canada and stuff, and the Rhythm Pigs, who you cite as an influence, once covered Gordon Lightfoot's Sundown. They covered Sundown. Did they really? Would you consider doing any Canadian covers? Have you done any Canadian covers at all? Um, what was the one in Canada? What was oh, her yes, name? What was B- her name? B.J. Snowden. Oh, in yeah. Canada, yeah. We wanted to cover that. We wanted to cover that. She's great. Yeah, that's a Jello Biafra favorite, isn't it? <laughs> yes. So here you are, back in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You've played here a couple times, but in Los Angeles, there's the Schmel Club, and the Schmel Club is taking off, isn't it? Yes, it is, where you go see good music. I just can't believe how big it's got. Like, it's really got a lot more popular, hasn't it? For It seems like there's tons happening there. Like, I was checking their website, and it says, don't bother trying to book a gig here. Contact one of the bands already on their bills. Yeah, yeah. that's how uh, exclusive and hip it is. <laughs> but it's got cool that it's actually happening. The all-ages scene, really, for years, it was kind of struggling. But now it's like this kicking ass of the Schmel. Like, bands like No Age signing to Sub Pop and totally repping the Schmel. You guys have played the Schmel quite a bit, haven't you? Or are you on and off? With, with, with At The Drive-In, we, we, I think no, we might have played. Didn't. No, we didn't? We oh, okay. With facto. Oh, yeah, we played with DeFacto there, our dub project. <laughs> have you guys ever met Buckethead at all? No. <laughs> no. You know, the Guns N' Roses yeah, guy, yeah. or the ex-Guns N' Roses guy. No, never, What's never. the closest you've come to Buckethead? Tommy Stinson? Surge, <laughs> Surge. From System, because he plays with them, so that's as close as we've gotten to Buckethead. <laughs> so did you perhaps see the chicken coop at all? Did he practice his end? Because no. if you... Does he really do that? Yeah, he practices in a chicken coop. He's amazing! Buckethead! <laughs> You guys have not used the opportunity of living in Los Angeles to hook up with no, the Buckethead at all. I didn't even know you lived there. <laughs> I wanted to ask you here about this particular group, Throbbing Gristle. Yeah. You love the Gris, don't you? Yes. Oh, yeah. And oh. you love this album because how does this suck people in? Um, because it looks like an easy listening album. It looks really nice, but when you put it on, it's pretty offensive. <laughs> and are you into the Genesis? Have you seen Genesis around? Sadly, his wife died a yes, couple months ago. Yes. He's getting a sex change, isn't he? Have you seen, yeah. How is he doing with the sex change? Um, I've seen pictures of him, and uh, he looks okay. Breasts, and he looks more like his, his ex-girlfriend. Well, they look very similar. Because that was the idea, right? So they would be the same type of person? Have you done any gigs with any of those type of bands, like any of the gristle bands? Have you got anything like that? Mm-mm. No, but we have heard some funny stories from Storm about him because he used to work with hypnosis. And uh, something about liking little boys. <laughs> that is interesting because when I interviewed Timothy Leary years ago, he said something about Throbbing Gristle, how he worked with children, how Throbbing Gristle worked with children. So that might be an allusion to that story there. He really said that? Yes, he did say that and I will give you that proof too. his nickname uh, Sleazy Pete? 
<laughs> I don't know. Well, who? Timothy Leary? No, 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 him. Sleazy Pete, right? I mean... Actually, speaking of sleaziness and Timothy Leary related to Winona Ryder and Uma Thurman and all that, will they all tie together? Has Winona come to any of your gigs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Shut up, Cedric. <laughs> she has. Yes, she has. <laughs> Shut up. What happened in the parking lot? I just want to say thanks for letting us keep all this stuff. Uh, thanks for letting us keep the records and the book. It's really great stuff. And... Well, winding up here, so Winona Ryder comes to the gig. She's allowed backstage. She showed up with a, a lady named Courtney Love who told us that we have a generational obligation of verse, chorus, verse. Sorry, Courtney. <laughs> so she shows up and is allowed backstage. What about well, guys? Forced, they forced their way in backstage. She forced their way in backstage. She was pretty rude. What about guys? Is it true guys are not allowed backstage because they'll be bringing stuff like this to show you? <laughs> no, if they brought me stuff like this, they might be allowed, but generally they want to know about his five-level, you know, pedal board. <laughs> and a little man will push. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so so no guys generally backstage? Well, we're around 20... 50 guys all day, so why would we want more? <laughs> well, thanks so much, Mars Volta. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Um, YouTube, pay me. <laughs> why should people care about Mars Volta? Why should people care? Um, I don't know. It's kind of like herpes. I guess you should just, you know, you should take care and check it out, and, you know, it's going to be around, and it grows, and it spreads, so... Well, thanks so much, Mars Volta. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do. There you have it. Uh, the Mars Volta being interviewed by CITR's own Nardwar, the human serviette, and. Uh, I actually had the pleasure of attending that interview. This is Luke Meat, uh, the music director here at CITR, host of A Noise Wednesdays from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. And, uh, yeah, those were all my records that Nardwar was showing to him and stuff like that, a whole bunch of Magma and Universe Zero and Brain Ticket and stuff, and they were just a riot. I think they were on some substances, but uh, that's the kind of experience that we get here at CITR 101.9 FM, and that's why we're asking you to share the experience by donating right now anything that you feel need be. $30 gets you a Friends of CITR card. $60 gets you a Friends card and a CITR shirt. $101.90 gets you the limited edition t-shirt with artwork done by Sean Maxey. We only made 100 of these, and they are going fast. So give us a call here at 822-8648. That's UBC unit. And operators are standing by. News is going to be on at 5 o'clock. Stay tuned. Um, we're going to leave you with some Mars Volta. And uh, as Narbo would say, don't delete do. Um, yeah.
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. That was the Mars Volta with Conjugal Burns from the Mars Volta's album, The Bedlam in Goliath. And before that, an interview with the Mars Volta. Coming up right now is the mentioned, the mentioned Yes, the mentioned previously Jarvis Street Review LP from 1969, Thunder Bay, Ontario, Mr. Oilman, all 13 minutes and 10 seconds of Canadian rock from Thunder Bay, Mr. Oilman, the Jarvis Street Review. <laughs> 
following is a live presentation of CITR News. CITR 101.9 FM presents News.